0: hello welcome back to the podcast this is no for those joining us for the first time and for our regulars I want to say thank you so much your listenership your support sharing the episode means a lot in a beat you'll be hearing from one of our very esteemed guests dr henry Olamojo. in any event um, we hope you enjoy this episode and thank you so much for stopping by now enjoy the show I don't, kick, is this your first it. podcast ever?
1: Um. Yeah, this is the first yes. one I've been invited to.
0: Yay! Okay. Yeah, really, yeah, nobody is. has started yeah, to kick. that yet. <laughs> Lucky to be your... We're so happy that we're your first. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> Anyways. Um, Privilege. Yes, yes.
2: it's telling me that you can't see me because you should need to see... I mean,
0: they just go out how, and come how, back, how I, okay?
2: How I bowed my head in shame.
0: When? Yes, I, will, oh, I
2: on, Where you said we are first, wink, wink.
0: <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> Get your mind out the of the God. God. <laughs> I live there. Why am I getting my... Judgment, that's where I live. That's my permanent residence. It's where I need more grace. It's where... Oh, it, how will I not be in the gutter? Is that not showing that I need more of Jesus? I have to start from a foundation so that Jesus, Jesus can walk. <laughs> So, you guys know how I always tease I mean about not having friends. I'm like his only friend, and he never really brings anybody to the podcast. but guess what today he's finally able to confidently do an introduction of our guest so I already all yours
2: <laughs> so today we have um we have a guest that i um I'm very glad that we get to have so this is someone that when Solani said to me that um this this that oh how about we have this guy on um for our next guest. I, I just it was like I didn't even think about it. It was an instant yes.
3: <laughs> also, I realized that this sounds
2: weird because you already know who the guest is, but we're gonna yeah. pretend. Yeah. <laughs> because by the time we're doing this, you'd have seen the guest on the poster
3: <laughs> sure
2: But you don't know who the guest is to us, so we're gonna tell you. <laughs> so basically, um we have today Henry Olamiju, um, a man, a minister, a medic. He grew up in Lagos, Nigeria. He's the first of three boys.
0: Same
3: here too. Um, which,
2: <laughs> by the way, is one less than me. <laughs> and <laughs> not that anyone asked, <laughs> he he graduated um, from the same school as Tolani and I actually, which is where uh, we all got to know each other, but at different times, and and in sort of independently um, which is the University of lagos um, um and he studied medicine as well um and he also uh, like me works in the nhs um not very far from me actually as i found out recently um, yeah as and he works as a medical registrar um, over the last 12 years of his medical practice he's worked in medical missions he's held all sorts of leadership positions um Going back 26 years, um, he likes to talk, <laughs> as you will soon find out, uh, which one of the things you love about him. <laughs> and the things he likes to talk about are a lot. Um, and, but they include, they include um, personal discovery, um, developing um, human capital, um, politics, war histories, don't ask me about that one, um, um, relationships, um, from marriage to dating, um, and faith, and, you know, Christian faith. Um, and he loves photography. He loves speaking. Kind of said that already. He loves to <laughs> write and to travel. Um, and he's married to um, his sweetheart from from uni, which um Inola. Um, so, yes, welcome, welcome, welcome.
0: Hello. Yes, welcome, Harry. <laughs> Thank you very
1: much. Thank you for having and you me. And that's great introduction. More.
0: More? Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Um I've looked forward to this since you you know invited me. And I'm like I've I've seen a few of your of your uh, podcasts and I'm like uh, I hope I can follow this act so far. So yes, I'm I'm happy to be here and like I said, just you know, for everyone to know this is my first podcast. <laughs> so yeah, excited
3: much. <laughs> All right, thank you. Mm.
0: Yes, um, I mean, I was saying that that was a very great intro. It, it felt like we we're not even reading it. That's what I meant by that. Yeah. Aww. Don't feel thoughts. Don't feel. Thank
2: you for your approval. great, magnanimous
3: one.
0: I guess maybe we can just get get started. Right. So, yeah, um, I was just going to ask go him about what life was like growing up in Lagos um i know you've had a lot of experiences in two worlds first in nigeria and then in the uk but i always like to start with the first you know the foundational questions what was life like growing up in lagos and all of that kind of fancy stuff
1: Uh, okay. Um, yeah, Lagos, 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 Lagos. Lagos is, I mean, <laughs> for who, you, you need to live in Lagos to understand it, right? Um, I mean, I know different capitals of the world or different commercial centers of different countries have their peculiarities. Um, but Lagos has this feel, has this vibe, has the spirit that it's around it. So I grew up in Lagos, um, in the 80s, um. And then, of course, so getting involved with uh, getting to know the different things around politics, government, life, schooling, education and stuff like that. Um, The very first, I think my very first 10 years, you know, I, I probably just kind of just like every other child growing up in Lagos, school was about maybe 10, 15 kilometers away. And then, uh, and of course, even though my parents always gave me transport fare, we always, you know, walked home. And I remember, I remember, you know, I think it was today or yesterday. I was thinking about it, and I found that I mean, we used to walk about an hour and a half or two hours to get home, having spent the transport fare sometime in the afternoon for during break or something like that. And and then and then, of course, it was with a few other people who were going my way it was I schooled I, in I lived in Surrey you know lived and school in Surulere. and then you know you have this group of people who you don't talk to during school hours but when it is time to go home because you're all following in the same direction and then we used to all walk home together and then you know then you pick up that's where I peer pressure became my first introduction to peer pressure um, in the sense that we used to and I don't let anybody know this. I mean, I hope I don't I wish this does not come out whenever if I have to run for, for political space. We used to go press bells, you know, doorbells, you know, back then in Solary going home. So we would uh, I'm sorry, you know, Mo, you're shaking your head already. But we used, I, mean, it wasn't, I didn't start it and I <laughs> never really started it. But then there was this particular chap who was called Samson, who was so bold, it was much bold. I think it was probably older than every one of us. But then they will press doorbells, and you know, surreal houses, you know, very old estate kind of you know, but they were got um, public government buildings and in a sense. So, as we're going back home, someone does go press the bell, and then we'll run because the guys are coming out. Never got the the lever to actually press the bell, but I was I was a lookout guy. I was one who says I was one who found out the bells, and I was one who says they are coming. I was one who knew where to run to first. So, but I will always be the one to say this house has a bell and the bell is here, you know, and that kind of a thing. So, you know, that kind of. You know, happy-go-lucky, you know, childhood, go from home to school. My father would drive me to school in the morning, you know, on his way to work. But in the afternoon, I would go back home, walk. So it was very interesting, very cool, very calm. I remember the, you know, the area of the 80s. One of one particular incident comes to mind. I, I was, one of those days I decided to go to, you know, take transport home and i stopped taking for just because it was always very long queues and then there was still this war against indiscipline you know we're coming out of the um buhari idiagbon era and so people used to sit queue up in you know at bus stops it was it was a thing it was regular you all line up there and stuff like that and so one of those days, I ran out of the line because I saw my bus come in and I thought, oh, this queue is so long. I need to, you know, make my way across the, you know, um, where people were lining up. And I didn't know there was a taxi coming. You know, Lagos taxis back then, yellow with black stripes and stuff. And then this car, this taxi was, I was just about to just pick up a passenger or drop the passenger. I don't remember which one specifically just was about to start taking off from that you know bus stop and i just ran into the into the i ran into the taxi and for a split second i wasn't sure if i should fall or not i wasn't sure i was like uh okay so i fell but immediately i fell i just kind of got up and like you know i have to cut my bus immediately i fell you know there were like maybe 50 odd adults lining up waiting for their own Someone just grabbed me. I'm like, no, excuse me. No, I have to get my bus, my bus, my bus. And they just grabbed me and said, no, you can't go. You, you are being hit by a car. You need to be taken to the hospital. So we had one person volunteer to take me with the taxi driver. There was a policeman who was there as well, who said, you know what, I'm going to follow you. So the three of them um, yeah, took me to a, a health center in Surlery. And then they treated me, gave me tetanus injection, you know, cleaned my wounds and mandated the driver to take me home. So this guy took me home. Others dropped on the way, you know, the policeman dropped on the way, the adult dropped on the way. But this man took me to my house, dropped me. So this was probably around three o'clock. My parents were still, they were government workers and they would get back home. I mean, they usually would get back home around 4.30. He asked me what time my parents would come back and I said five o'clock. Or four thirty thereabouts. So he said he would come back at five o'clock. And believe it or not, this happened. All right, five o'clock. This drugs driver was in my house to explain what happened to my parents, to tell them that you know he was sorry and this and this and that, and that was it. Now imagine that same Lagos in the 90s now in the 2000s and where we are now you can imagine that kind of thing happens but it did happen at that time and you know so that was the lagos i grew up in it was a very it was a lagos that everyone watched out for each other yeah you weren't there, were, there was some kidnappings here and there you hear it faintly you know but you know you could <laughs> I, I as a six-year-old <laughs> thank you. you remember that and oh, then, yeah. as a, I remember as a six-year-old child, my, my primary one... It it was, primary. I think it was just
0: passed along to kind of want kids to be careful, yeah.
1: That was the Lagos I grew up in. And then, you know, over the 90s, there was structural adjustment program. Things went from good Zap, to bad, you know, sapper. people left the country... <laughs> Yeah, SAP, you know, people left the country. And then because, you know, my parents used to have this newspaper, my father used to come up with newspapers. So I I was someone who grew up reading very quickly, you know, not always. I used to read newspapers from probably seven. But then it was just the cartoons and stuff initially. Then I started picking up on what's happening in government, you know. Then there was this Gideon Okaku. I can remember all those things, Nigerian history, you know, kind of followed it up. Growing up initially was was a lot of fun, was exciting, was interesting, um, with Christmas and all that. Yeah. But you know, yeah. from the nineties, late nineties to the two thousands, it wasn't exactly what you know you you would crave to. You know, you thought it was going to get better, but it didn't. Then I went to school in, Then yes, I went to school in Kaduna, but came back to Lagos. You know, because I just, <laughs> I just, I just, I just, I was, this, I, I, I kind of just messed up. Let me just put it that way. <laughs> I lost every possible thing, every possible possession.
0: Were you ringing bells as well there? <laughs> no, no, I
3: wasn't. No.
2: So you've told us about your growing up in Lagos, your escapades, um, you know, and and the wonder the 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 mixture of, you know, the hard realities and the the um the islands of kindness and goodness, in in you know, in the middle of all of that. But then you move to the UK, which you know we already talked about in the intro. So I'm curious as to, obviously they're very different countries, um, and, and I know that where you're living now is not the kind of city that Lagos was, um, even though it's a city in its own right. So I'm curious as to just like what would you say was the most surprising or unexpected thing for you um, since you've been here well first of all what was the most surprising thing when you first came but now that you've been here for a while what is the thing that surprises you so like I'll give you an example something <laughs> I'm not still able to get over is the fact of of how <laughs> of how long it takes for the sun to set in summer like, I still, I still find myself thinking, oh, oh there's time. And
0: then I, look I knew you were going to say thinking. that. You're such an old man. <laughs> I knew you were going to say <laughs> that. That's why I started laughing before I even said
1: it. Yeah. So, for me, when I came, so when I came, when I came so I, 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 I arrived in London first. I got a job in London. So, that's where I started from. And then what was most surprising, yeah, what was most surprising for me was the accuracy with which the transport system was planned the accuracy it was it was it was baffling you know you know i i you know so when i first came i think for the first one month that i came around i could time that you know that you know this and, and it's, it's more like that in london than it is you know where i live right now uh, because back then london you know that your bus is coming for 843 it's coming at 843 or the train was coming for 59502 it's coming for 502 you know that kind of the thing I could time myself and it seemed so perfect that I wondered, why why are these people, why is this thing so you know pitch perfect? How how how, how have they arrived at this and why can't we do that back home? And and for the first one year, I always asked that question: why can't we do this back home? You know, it was always a, a, a recurring question. Why can't we have our waste bins properly disposed of? Why can't we have, you know, a place, a museum that reflects, you know, our rich history? You know, everywhere I went and I saw something new, I asked, why these guys don't have two heads? They're basically exactly like us. Why can't we have things exactly this way? And these things are not even rocket science. They're not very challenging to do. But how has this happened that we do? So, so that I was... Was the most challenging or the most baffling thing for me? Do, do, you have, do
2: you have an answer to that question yet?
1: I'm curious. Um, I I do not. I do not have that answer. Every time I I stayed on that question, if I linger on that question, I I cannot shed tears, and it's happened over and over again. I remember the very first October, first I spent here. I went home. And in the bus, I I was listening to a speech that Mandela gave during his first presidency um, about how Nigeria helped them achieve, you know, I mean, get out of appetite. And he said very glowing words about our country and our leaders. And I I left that bus shedding tears. I, I I'm not saying I was just I had tears. I, I actually left the bus. And i was walking home and i was kind of sobbing like physically so i don't linger on that question anymore but you know mm. i just see that our political um, system is not they don't have that motivation to to make it happen because it defeats their purpose you know so i don't yeah. have an answer but i think that that's arrested
0: i was saying the devil's advocate to me will be like the reason why you're looking at the uk as really grand is because they've profited off of the riches of our nations right when they looted and plundered oh all of our artwork, our resources. So UK is as great because, you know, African countries are still paying for that new colonization. But I'm just a cynical person. So anyways, <laughs>
1: that's the other thing. No, 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 you're not, you're not being cynical. <laughs> I think that it is the truth. Yesterday, sorry to, I mean, yesterday I was watching and I spent about three, four, two hours watching a documentary on YouTube. And this is one of my pastimes, you know, that's how I relax. I watched a documentary about mm-hmm. about King Leopold from Belgium. And what he did oh, to plunder Kongo- yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I stopped watching it.
0: They plunder, they, the massacres yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. No, he massacred ten million
3: Congolese
1: people. Ten million. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then the the total the population of Belgium was less than two million, mm-hmm. and he killed. He cut off the hands. of, I mean, look. I, I the don't hands want hands and breath, they, Yeah. They, I, it, I have, it's gruesome.
3: Yeah, it's gruesome
0: stuff. Stop. And then, how it's many, brutal. how many Africans it's, even you know, know that in, history? We're not taught in school about this, but we know about Hitler. You know, how many people do you have to kill to make you know relevance like Hitler or Stalin? Yeah. Right? Yeah.
3: You see,
1: but but the same question also goes to the thing that 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 happened have happened within us by ourselves. For example, how many Nigerians know about Biafra? It's our civil war. We Mm -hmm. have to talk about it. You know, it's the same thing. Three million, almost, I mean, I don't know, I think more than a million of, the the estimates are a bit different Mm -hmm. because we don't have really official um, numbers. The The estimates are more than a million Igbo people, I mean, Southerners were killed during Biafra and we don't have that history. But why do we not have it? It's not the fact that, it's not the British who who took it out of our history. You know, it's not them. Even in Mm -hmm. Igbo land, it is not taught you know, it's not taught. by far, it's not taught. So I think okay. it has to do with something about we as a people. And I think that it's important because our morals and our norms were always orally transmitted from generation to generation. Okay. And we have not really incorporated that documentation into the way our lifestyle in that sense. We're not yeah. people who really document. But well, you stuff. see, the thing is, the thing is, the oral transmission is a
2: form of documentation. You it would, is a form I of documentation It's, it's not for a, life, I, I, it's, yeah. it's not as
0: foolproof. Long,
2: it's, it's it's yes, exactly. And it, it can be lost a bit more easily. But the point I'm trying to make is that it's a form of documentation and in some ways that's, that was destroyed as well. That was part of so when when you when you kill ten million people in a country. Who who is what you've killed all the stories
0: yeah the wise people yeah, yeah. the wisdom of the wise do you
2: understand what i'm saying it's it's not different from going to yeah. it's not different from when was it the Romans or who was it that burnt the library of alexandria which oh, was yeah. supposed to be like the greatest yeah and like tomorrow exist, it's, it's, it's. we don't know what knowledge has been lost yeah when that library was destroyed do you get what yeah, i mean true so the, the, even yeah, if it was yeah. in books the point and, and I'm bringing up that library to say that if it was written down doesn't mean it can't see destroyed <laughs> <laughs> very, true.
3: very but, true but I hear you but yeah.
2: I hear you the thing I the thing I was going to say though is something I found because I had I had the same thing, thing about the punctuality thing when I came to the UK and and I and I looked it up because I had a theory about it and my theory was was right so my theory so one of the theories that I have is that ultimately people are not different, everybody is the same and what changes same. is the systems that are built yeah. and then the historical accidents by which they come about those systems. Well, the historical accidents and the choices, but there's a lot of role that you know, things shaping up in a certain way play and then people respond yeah. to those things and then that's what leads mm-hmm. to where we are today. Um, and, and a very good example of that is most people don't know this. A lot of English people don't even know this. But you can look it up. The reason punctuality is such a thing in the West, and it's not just, you know, it's a Western thing, but it's, it's, it's because of um, trains. Trains? <laughs> yes. What? Because of trains. Because of trains, specifically. So when, it was when trains, you see it now no 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 i have i have i have an alternate i have an alternate explanation but yeah go ahead no 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 it's not my explanation this is like documented this is like the document because it it wasn't always like this Mm -hmm. right it wasn't always like this but then they had the industrial revolution they had the trains and then with trains a train has to arrive at a particular for the train to run well you have to know when it's coming and when it's leaving and then once Mm -hmm. that became a thing once you have, and obviously, the there's many trains now. So once you have to meet the train at 4:30, then whatever you are doing, you have to be at the train station by 4:30 because the train is leaving at 4:30. But then that means that whatever meeting you are having before you get to, to the train, you if the if the person doesn't come on time, you're still gonna have to leave on time
3: mm-hmm.
2: because yeah. the train is not gonna wait for you. And so it filtered from the trains into the culture and then became a cultural thing if that makes sense well i mean look i think i feel that, like, that this is not my theory so to be something. clear to be clear this no is my i understand theory. i don't think it, i'm saying this I is like agree. the documentation of like what happened but i'm saying the reason why i the theory i had was that it wasn't because they were different it was that something would have because i know that historically it wasn't always like this and so for me it was like what changed and when did it change and then i looked it up and then i found out that oh actually it started with the
1: trains. But, I mean, they, let's, flip. I mean, and and I I understand that, you know, and, and I'm very happy that, you know, we have a set of people who kind of keep, you know, they, they go back and research. At what point did we make the change? And what do we think are the factors that were responsible? And and I quite agree that that may be the reason. But in our case, I mean, which is always, I always turn the light towards us, our people. Do we think that if we invented the trends, all right, and, and you know, and the same thing that happened back home, we would make that adjustment so that they would not become punctual people. I don't think so. I think that, you know, as I feel that as a culture, because of how and who we are all right here, you know, um, for example, it does not matter to a bus driver who lives here if the person who is walking to him, most bus drivers, maybe not all of them, who is walking to, to meet up with the bus, is running helter-skelter to get to the bus, or is an old person who is trying to get to the bus stop. Once he get to that bus stop and there is nobody there, he goes. It is not the same. The kind of I think the way the Africans look at themselves, we're communal people. We're not very independent-oriented in that sense, like people here. Uh, maybe some other cultures you know, in the West, I don't, I don't know. But because we're very communal as, as Africans... You know, if you see someone who is rushing to meet you at the bus, all right, he's left his house, he's rushing towards, and you can see him, here, yeah, the bus driver is just going to leave. You're not there. He's not there at that time. He's going. If you are a, an, an adult, uh, a, a, an 80-year-old person who wants to drop and you want to get out of your, out of the bus, you know, even, I mean, when you're in Lagos, you see that, the old woman can say, uh, my son, do you mind, please drop me here, you know, he doesn't want to get to the bus because it's going to take her a long time to get back home. An average African will oblige and stop you there because we have that respect we have that communal you know feeling we respect other people when you have those kinds of things in your culture, it will be hard for you to take hard stances on time on on you know on being you know this is how it is this is how it's supposed to be. I feel that we as a people as well it could be our our it could be a strength, but I also feel that because we have lived in this for so long. It has not really helped us. The other reason I adduce for this punctuality thing, and this may be a joke, but it kind of just almost makes sense, is that, look, when you tell an African, the watch and timing and measurement of time with the sundial and all of that existed long ago amongst this Western culture and maybe even amongst the Egyptians. But I feel for an African, you know, when I say, I'm going to see you in the morning. and In the morning means... Anytime before the sun is high up in the skies, you know what I mean? Anytime before the sun is really high up, and if I'm going to meet you in the afternoon, it means anytime between when the sun is high up and when when the sun goes down. So when you talk about, I'll see you in the afternoon for an African, it's a range. It's not a specific time. If I say I'm going to see you in the morning, it's not a specific time. It's a range. I I feel that. I mean, I'm not sure if it is true, and this is not any peer-reviewed anything. It's just a thought that it's possible that that's... So when you say 8 o'clock in the morning, an African is like, eh, if I meet you at 9 o'clock, what's the difference between 8 and 9? <laughs> it's, it's probably the same, you know, but...
0: And I, and I think that it's... I I think, you know, um, punctuality to me seems like a social construct and it there's so many cultural undertones. Like the way Japanese are versus, you know, Kenyans. You know, timing... Mm-hmm. Like in, in Japan, they will say, if you're five minutes, you know, early, you're already late, you know, to like meetings... But I can't just have a diffuse, you know, um, element of them. And I have a friend who's. Japanese shout out to Yuka by the way, married to a Kenyan, and they always have that conversation about timing. <laughs> now, <laughs> enough about trains. My goodness, what so happens when you have you know two men on the podcast talking about trains and whatnot? No, you have your I know, I know. You know he, it's, he, if it's not Marvel, he, it's Apple, it's trains. My goodness, I mean, it's never your birthday. I'm doing all of these things for you. Um, let, let's. Let's go down the dark side because that's why I'm here on the show to kind of take you guys, you know, down that lane. Um, talking about immigration, usually when people leave, the, you know, like countries like ours, like countries that are um different as far as more economically developed, it's a thing of good news. Like, oh, you're advancing as a well. way. But I'm beginning to just see the the tragedy, the loss, the, the, the parts we don't really talk about right? And I think what really highlighted it for me was, you know, um, a recent loss in my family and having to grieve in in an isolated way, right? And Mm. even raising raising, raising kids now, I'm having to be more intentional about the community I'm building for my daughter because whereas being an adult, I can get away with so many things, but as you're raising a child, you want them to be in a communal setting with people that share values that, you know, that you really live by. So, what are some of the things you've mourned about living in Nigeria? Because I imagine there's been a lot of changes for you, right? Um, I'm really curious to know what your response to that was. A lot,
1: a lot, a lot. I mean, and I'll just kind of divide them. To be very brief, into you know, career, family, ministry, and friendships, all right. Um, career wise, I mean, I came here. Well, one of that the sounds things, like a lot of losses. Came... Oh, yeah. I mean, look, because it's, it's it's yeah, it's it's in different you know, different directions, different as- aspects. Um, I came here for to for I mean, just kind of you know, get better, get better at my career. Um, but I mean, coming and working in the NHS, you know, and training in the NHS is not really what it is like back home, you know, in the sense that of course you're progressing, you know, when you're going to finish, you're not going to be talking about strikes that often, of course, even though there's a a strike that's, you know, imminent, but you know that things are going to move, you get all the things that you have to work with, you know, you're getting all the resources and you're not just having head knowledge, but I miss the, the... You know, I, I mean, I, I, I mean, they will bear me witness with this one. You know how stuffy, you know, a physician back home in Nigeria is. You know, as a trainee in in in, in Nigeria, you know the whole. Do you want to explain what stuffy you is that way? Because
0: so please explain stuffy, guys.
1: I say because stuffy, yeah, stuffy. yeah. So I mean, you stuffy, stuffy know, sounds like they are uptight. I'm the audience, sorry.
3: Again. Okay, so let me, let me, yeah. So
1: it means that you've got loads of stuff, knowledge. All right, you know, mm, in different loaded, regards, in okay. different oh, respects. Yeah. yeah, you are very loaded with information, even if it's not, it's not particularly your field of special socialization. You still quite you know a lot. of That training here does not, you know, it's not that intense because there's no deliberate effort to ingrain those knowledge into you. You know you are more practical, you are, you are doing stuff, you know, you do things, so you be able to move, you know, patients on and, and that's it. That's number one. Family wise, in terms of, you know, the community you have, you want to have a birthday for a, you know, we had a, we recently had, you know, had our baby, you know, who's five months today, incidentally, you know, and we had a naming ceremony that was on Zoom, you know, I mean, in, you uh, you know, everybody's happy to see the child Every and then you know we used to have like people just you know bang, people are dropping names from like you know like as if they're dropping you know so it's, it's not that's not there community wise there's no I've not attended a single wedding ceremony in this country you know and I've been here three years you know so there's not so much of socials for me um, especially because of work as well so it's in different regards. What's the last one? Family, you know, career Ministry, communion, career. friendship,
3: yeah, church worship.
1: as well. Church as well. I mean, I was already very, you know, rooted in the church and then I've come here, I've spent, maybe, I've probably been to church. I might be able to count on, you know, how many times I've been to church, you know, in the last three years. Of course, not thanks to the coronavirus. COVID, yeah. mm-hmm. But then, you know, yes, yeah, so there's a lot, that sense of home, Homeliness I mean but I, I still love it here in totality, but those aspects are, are missing you know they're, they're missing, mm. and you can't I don't, I don't know i don't know how you can get that back, but just move on with it
2: so I suppose the question I would ask, which is sort of following up from there is um what what are you how are you trying to resolve? Those questions, um, and I'm going to ask this of you because, um, because it's something I've personally had to deal with, right? Um, Especially question of community. So um, and I have talked before the previous episode about the, you know, my own challenges in that area, um, with you know, and how you know, I read an article, and, and I, I don't know if you, if you listen to this particular episode, but I read an article, which I saved because because those <laughs> are important. Um, Middle to,
0: age. <laughs> Hint, hint.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Shush. Um, you know, and it was about how men tend to have fewer friends than women, but then especially as they get older. And so, you know, they found out that, you know, that studies of men who were like, I can't remember if it was 30, but I think it was 40 um, and up, tend would sometimes not even have friends at all. Um, or, or or they would have lost a number of the friends that they did. Um, and obviously, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have, like, you know, tens of friends or anything. But even if it's just having that mm. one or two really intimate friends that you maintain and you sustain over years and, or decades, was um, something that turns out to be something that men seem to not have as much as we meant it. Um, and so... I suppose, you know, the question for me is, is that something you've been thinking about? And especially here, because, you know, as, as we all find when we come here, um, relating with people is different. It's more individualistic, it's less communal. Um, yeah. And then there's also all the cultural translation, isn't there, of figuring out, okay, there's a way you're used to relating with people and half of it is read wrongly. And so you have to figure out new ways. But you're not so young. So you're figuring out new ways at like you know in your thirties, you know.
0: I mean, they, we're still. I'm still young, so please don't include me in that demographic. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You know, but
2: you understand what I mean? Like, it's, I th- I think people tend to yeah. underestimate how difficult it can be, like figuring out new ways of relating, you know, that are different from all the ways you've learned over thirty plus years of life.
0: Yeah, yeah. So basically, is it having to my question is. Overcommunicate because you could get away with so Overcommunicating
2: much. Is, yeah. yes,
3: yeah,
2: yeah. Even things like humor because I like to joke. I know,
3: right?
2: and and then oh, I have to have, have one. To, well, I still it, joke a lot, but I've had to, to be careful, learn yeah. how to joke culture, in culturally appropriate ways, right? And learn, learn which jokes were culturally appropriate in one culture that don't play in a different culture. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so so my, my question is, you know, how have you how are you? i'm asking mainly about the relational bit. How are you navigating that have are, is there is this something you're doing something about is it something you're still thinking about um what progress have you made where do you think you're struggling
0: yeah uh, Henry, i hear really i really need the answer to this question because it's really in the thick of things being the middle age <laughs> your question will really help him your answer will really help him thank you so <laughs> help
2: bro
1: help it bro, so, help um, it, bro. Um... <laughs> I'm not sure if I've got your answer, but the thing is, um, so for me, cause I've kind of, I found that I discovered, so it wasn't something I did to make it happen. I found out I could be some kind of a people's magnet. So people, I I just find myself in the midst of people somehow, you know, somehow I just have that. And so when I go here. So example I got I w- so let me just give a quick example I got to the new job I was I've been at for the past one year and then I found out that we have so many Nigerians there who who were just all scattered like you know nobody was a central figure to which you could you know bond or ask things you know and they had a WhatsApp group and everyone who was on that WhatsApp group who started the WhatsApp group had moved away from that um, neighborhood but they still were there the new guys who came in didn't know themselves none of them was admin they were just all scattered in different and i was wondering what's going on why are we like this why are we just all scattered together in in different places so i started making i started now introducing people to people you know like oh hi this is shade um um um, this is you know like that so just easily made that transition i have a friend who lives not too far away he lives about 22 minutes away from me we live together in in Lagos, Nigeria. We attended the same church, and then when we got here somehow incidentally he was in Kent I was in London and then I moved to Norfolk and he as well moved to Norfolk because his wife's got a job here and I got a job here and then we become really very good friends we see each other we talk at least twice or thrice a week now and then it's like video calls late in the night so for that somehow I've been able to navigate that I have someone who I speak to regularly who is my friend they come over to our house we go over to their house um, but for most other people and the people who are, let's say, non-Nigerians, it's just a sense of just being available and helpful. That's what has helped me in the sense that so I as I, I play a lot and I have a lot of influence or reach amongst Nigerians, because I am I am playful and also helpful at work. All right, it somehow makes people, you know, it somehow endears me to them in a the sense that. I am able to make connections with them in different, you know, at different times with different things. And then they get to speak about different things. So somehow, because of just the fact that I reach out, I talk to them, I want to help to do something. um, I feel that it doesn't make me feel that I'm losing out so much on the community that I had back home. Because even that community back home, because of work, you know, even though I would have, Family events like weddings and the rest. They were more like for my family, you know, extended family. But as far as friends were concerned, a lot of my friends had traveled out of the country, you know, so you weren't even getting those friendship, you know, meetings as much. But so now that I'm here, I'm making friends. In fact, one of the things I did with trying to joke was to start watching EastEnders, all right, and Coronation Street because I needed to understand what was a joke amongst them because sometimes people are joking and and they are smiling they are laughing i'm like i, I don't get the joke <laughs> i'm lost here but because of who i am i will just smile like <laughs> yeah that's cool and try to just you know what's that <laughs> i'm sorry I, I could be very vague like that i'm just like oh yeah <laughs> so wait, have, you been faking, have
3: you been
0: faking your laughs with us harry <laughs>
1: No, no. See, this is real. This is me. You know I me. Mean? You've always known nah, me. This is what I was in real life. I like. can't. Yeah. Let,
3: me, let me
1: tell you what. Let me tell you what, what really happened when I first go here. When I first go here. First go here. When I first go here, I couldn't really pick the accent. The accents were, I mean, they were speaking English, and I'm like, like half of what they said, especially if so, they had a Scottish accent. <laughs> and no, I wouldn't say what. I just go like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, all right. And I, and I kid you not, until, until I discovered that I had wax in my ears. <laughs> <laughs> so he had a legitimate so skill. This was not where I, I, I was expecting this it was to that. go. <laughs>
3: <'Cause> <laughs> I, see, I literally. Literally, I
1: literally, he was telling totally deaf. <laughs> <laughs> Until, I'm serious, until... But wait, you could you hear Europa
3: and
0: know, other okay. English, but because of the wax, you couldn't hear their own answer, you
2: but
1: know. you can hear everything else. Oh, my God.
0: Selective wax. Selective
1: wax. It was Somebody so bad that, you that. I would, uh, they would say stuff, and I will just smile and say, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> until someone else said, oh, this is what you said. And I'm like, no, 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 I didn't mean... No, 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 that's not... I didn't mean yes for that one. I was talking about... So, you know, so, yeah. 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 but like i said it was just me being deliberate about reaching people talking to them helping them out that's how somehow i've kind of built a community um and everywhere i go i um, i drag all the nigerians together somehow yeah. i just kind of drag them together um that's what i do i just it, it works for me very well And then I also interact a lot with a lot of all the other different staff. I speak to cleaners. I speak to everyone. I I just try to call their names. I'm someone who likes to learn people's names and call them when I see them. So everyone, I've met cleaners who, not just cleaners, nobody's, you know, nobody's, there's labor, there's dignity in all labor.
0: Custodial Uh, staff.
1: People like to hear, you know, know that they are recognized, not just as, you know, what they do. But for who they well, are. because
2: actually a lot of people a lot of them are invisible let's be honest yeah and yep. especially True. here because True. of the way the way Glass you know things is, are set up here because i remember I remember when I first came someone mentioned to me that um this was after I spent a month in my first job and and I was I was asking for feedback because I was like look I'm not gonna assume anything <laughs> tell me what I'm doing okay tell me what I need to work on um and someone among the things they said was, you know, basically they said, oh, we think you're doing okay. We think you're doing really well. And and the one thing they said was, and you say hi to everyone, including even the cleaners. That's and nice. I remember thinking, okay, that's, supposed to be normal, but- that's normal, right? And then I started paying yeah. attention and I realized no that doctor was doing it.
0: Yeah. You guys are white in the UK. In the US, it's not a problem. Of course, we have our racism and all that, but people interact. Yeah. Again, mm-hmm. this is why when you mm-hmm. get Nazi people up in a country called the United Kingdom. Um.
3: Anyways. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, I, I think my my next question again around the um issue of intentionality is one thing to like. Approach yourself from your home country and move somewhere else. It's another thing to take your family with you, right? So you're married, oh. you have kids. How has that been? Like you know, given that your kids, I, I don't I think they're like over ten or maybe they're still they're enough to know we've made a big move, right? Um, how's that been mm-hmm. like, and how have they been adjusting, and have been able to build a community that can at least at best mimic what you had in Nigeria? Because one of the things I miss about you know coming from ninja is that social cohesiveness where you know and i think i already mentioned an example of you have interactions with people all day long even if you are introvert or extrovert, they will get in your face and i really sorry, miss yeah. that intrusion. Yeah, i'll kill to be able to talk to my neighbor and not having to like enter my house through my garage and i don't see anybody so again your wife and kids <laughs> how is the adjustment <laughs> being been, and what's what are some tips you can provide to parents considering that move that you
1: did so for for my thank you very much um um uh, more for that question so when I first came i first I came and I was here for like five months before my family came in um so in that period of time, I tried to just look for schools for them and one of the greatest issues I had with the school was would my son be the only black you know student in this school, and how is that going to affect him is that going to affect him? And I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if it was going to affect him or not, if he was going to notice the difference. Um, And he came in, he was five years old when he came in. So he's eight now. My daughter is um, five and my little boy is five months. (laughs) So the person who I I was most concerned about was my wife Mm. because I knew my kids were going to school and they have not been... They've not been taught color. They they're colorblind initially. I mean, colorblind in the sense that they do not feel, oh, I am black and they are, you know, they just feel like they're like all kids, you know. So I was I'm grateful for that. Um that, that they made that transition very quickly. Um but because their kids, you know, they relate to their friends, and my son is very like is he's, he's my he's my carbon copy better than I am, but he's my you know, he's so he's he's very helpful. And that's the thing they talk about most at school. He's very polite, he's very friendly. You know, he's, he reaches out, he talks to everyone. Um, he you know, teachers, everyone, head he teachers, and the rest. So, I didn't have an issue with him because I felt that he will have that sense of community. My daughter, as well, my daughter is the one that would challenge me. You know, he's the one that tells me why. If I say, Do not do this, my, my son will say, Yes, daddy. My daughter will say, Why? Like, she, like she is think. five, she came to yeah, this country, like she was just three.
0: I like her. I'm telling
1: you. So I knew like and and she's the one they say, she tells me, she said, I have these three girls in class who like to be bosses, but they're not the boss of me. That's the first time I'll hear, like, you're not the boss of me. Like, I that's my daughter. You know, so the only person I really had an issue, I thought, ah, in terms of mixing, my wife is introverted, as you know. And um, so I thought, so I am working, you know, I, I go to work every day. Now she works as, you know, she started an online business. And so I felt she's not going to be interacting with, you know, British people. She's not going to be interacting with in that sense. She will probably be the only one who is missing out in terms of that, you know, relationship, you know, friendships and stuff like that. Um, but incidentally, somehow we met someone who lives very close to us, who is a Ghanaian and who will approach everyone who is Black. Once you're black, he will approach you. And so he was the one who met my wife. And then, so, and we became friends. So we have, and they live about five, 10, maybe 10 minutes walk away from our house. So they moved closer to us now. And so they have kids. And so we've gathered all the Nigerians who live in Windham. Nigerians, just, you know, black people who live around there. So we've had hangouts, you know, we go to their house. We can just, you know, and you know, this thing of just dropping people's houses without telling them, we can because we have that relationship. We can just, oh, we're coming to you. We're just, are you guys home? or oh, we're just branching.
3: <sighs> so we have stuff. as
1: well as <sighs> good African stuff. So we, yeah. and I feel that one, one thing I tell, um, I'll tell, you know, people who have moved is, find a community make sure that community you know you know we have this sense of standoff because that's we're now here we don't want people to be you know poking into my business you know and stuff like that but you, you have to kind of give your children that opportunity to have that friendships that are you know between you and your friends and your your families this is my other friend who i said that now lives very close to me we have, you know, we have like once a month or once every two months, we have what you call like a breakfast worship meeting and we bring all the kids that are here in our house. They see us worshiping, they see us praying, they see us, you know, doing all of that together, joking, eating, you know. And so they grow up feeling that that's my cousin. I'm like, no, it's not your cousin. We're family friends. But so you have to be intentional about it. Find someone who you you, And the first way is to just kind of reach out, talk to them see how they interact with you first see how they you know they ask you about stuff if you see that the person is not the person who's always kind of checking up on you wants to come to your house then you know that there are people you might be able to reach out with then don't bring them to your house first say let's meet at a hangout let's meet at a park you know but try and make sure that your friends have that sense of these are my people you know, you know? and it's really helped us because when my wife when we got pregnant when my wife got pregnant you know, we were, we needed, and I was working very far from home. We needed people to help us to pick the children sometimes when she is so tired. And then, and they were, they were there to help out. There were days that she could not go out to pick them or she was getting too late. And they were offer to say, you know what, Harry, uh, don't worry. I'll come and pick you. I'll come and pick the kids and, you know, bring them, take them to school and bring them back. But make that more, find a community. You will almost will find Sometimes some of the friends that we've made are not actually Nigerians or black, they are actually British guys, rich people. My wife has a friend. Most of the friends in our area who are white were made by my friend, by my wife. You know, she met them, talked to them, and then our children go to dodgeball together. But I think it's about just making a deliberate effort to give your children that opportunity.
0: Let me just quickly add that for those of us coming from Nigeria, where a lot of the work seems to be done for us, we're forced to interact. You can't get away with that here. You have to be very intentional. And I like how you highlighted, that. and I think mm. it goes to one of the things um, Ayomide said about: for you to be a friend to somebody, you have to. So for you to have friends, you have to be a friend, right? Yes. And you are the one to coming to their country, friendly. so yes, you need to do a lot of work. And I know it's difficult. It's Especially like when you are moving here in your twenties or your thirties or forties or fifties, it's worth building that community.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it, I
3: think the, well, I think
1: people don't know how much totally have on the family but it, and you might not know that your children are may, and and i think you have to ask your children ask them how do they feel do they feel happy what kind of friends do they have in school talk to them mm. then if you get feedback from their class teachers to see if your, your friend your children just stay alone stay aloof because it might mean that they have issues relating with those children you really have to go and find out because I am lucky that I have a son that's just like me, who will always be outgoing, who is very helpful, who is just, you know. But if you do not have a child that you know will always go to be the one to be, to, to go out and make friends, you need to ask how he's doing. You need to ask how he's doing. Yeah. Who are his friends? Does he yeah. have friends in school? Is he happy? Is he happy? Is she happy? That's, yeah. That was one of the things that we, we, we tried to, you know,
0: I mean that's a good point. It's funny you mentioned that. Yesterday I sent a voice note to my friend who's in Canada. Shout out to you by the way. And I lamented about how we're trying to treat our daughter, you know, Yoruba language and a little bit of Korean. But the pressures on wow. parents to—I mean, she she understands some words here and there. But you know how in Nigeria, they, if you're speaking a particular language, your mother tongue, you can get exposed to it because we tend to live in geographical, you know, areas that you know uh, similar to our
2: everybody
0: over. else is speaking it is speaking it uh, but now i'm I'm gonna be the staff the the kitchen staff the the person in church having to teach her you know that language and i also thought about play dates you know i don't know i know my my daughter's friends from daycare but i don't know their parents and then she gave me an idea that when she moved to canada she had to write a letter to the best friends of her ki- like the parents of her of her kids best friends to organize a play date and i'm like huh I can actually do that. I just said, don't forget to put your phone number. So guess what? I texted my, um, my daughter's um, proprietress from her daycare and they gave me three names. So I'm going to be writing a, a bombast letter, bombast letter and introducing myself, <laughs> letting know know where like the best thing is I, and why that date needs to happen because she needs more of that social interaction. Again, these are some of the intentional things I would never have thought of doing. But again, I'm, I'm a parent here now. I have to think outside of the box. I just wanted to add that to, you know, yeah. the intentionality poll.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, and and, and, and really for you, you know, I mean, I understand because you have that, you know, you're the only one who is speaking, who is going to be speaking that language to them. Um, I mean, it's going to be hard because, I mean, you speak it every day. You don't speak it, you know, and there's some type, some words that you would not. For example, when was the last time you said the translation of shirt? What's a shirt in Yoruba? Asho. Hi, Amide. It's, No, asho is not, I feel not, like it's cloth. Pl-
2: I feel like it's not it's not as sure, but I'm not sure what it is. It's not Asho. Sure. I can't I can't remember. E w- yet, I I. Tr-
0: Ewo. Ewo ni you see that one? W- e w- Sh-
1: yeah, So you know, so you know, you know, and, and, and because we don't speak it, we are e losing, losing some or, of those things. Use it or lose it.
0: And that's that's all things we're we're losing. Yeah, our culture as well. Yes,
1: we're losing. it's about and and I really. Thing that what you have to bring out play dates is fantastic you know it is it helps you you know bring that social context into childhood because childhood for us back home was there was a lot of social context in, in it and you being intentional about this is just the best for your child because it's not just being in school because school is school you know it's it's more and the child is conditioned to think when we we'll go here is to just learn 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 but when they see that there's that social aspect, it kind of helps their, their development as well, I think. Yeah.
2: Thanks for that. Um, I have a, well, not exactly a silly question, but um, sort of on a, well, I don't know, maybe it's a lighter note. I'm curious to know you mentioned dodgeball earlier on. Um, yeah, which I'm pretty sure you never played in Nigeria because I never heard of dodgeball
1: in Nigeria. <laughs> <laughs> My brother, I went to research it too. I just went to go and check it myself. Like, what it's exactly really is yeah.
3: dodgeball? Yeah. You
1: guys
0: didn't watch the movie way back many years ago. There's a movie about it, dodgeball. Well, yeah,
1: but that doesn't.
2: Even, no, that's it didn't.
0: But it showed. Okay, I know. But I know how. I know the sport. I just have never played it. Yeah. But I know what you mean.
2: Yeah, so that's the, that's know. where I'm going. And and you um something I've been want I've been trying to do a bit more. Um because in a sense one of the advantages of moving to a different culture, right, is basically the possibility of getting the best of both worlds, of getting keeping the best of where you're coming from and adding the best of where you are. Um
3: mm-hmm.
2: and some of that is just learning new things, right? So for instance, I'm I've been learning to cycle. Um, which obviously you can do in Nigeria, but um, cycling How Lagos. Are learning to not...
3: cycle?
2: I mean, because I want to. I've always wanted to. <laughs> no, Sorry? as in learning is just like two minutes, and then you. Because cycle. I never. I... No, because I never cycled.
0: <laughs> I've had this moment. And I can't believe I'm leaving these laughs again. But I never Thank I never <laughs> learned to cycle. At, Thank you, Harry,
2: for joking my moment. Okay,
0: all right, fine. I never yeah, learned to cycle as okay. a child. I mean, it takes it seriously, okay. and it's been doing quite well in it, by the way. The
2: the question I want to ask is, what's, what's the thing that you are... What's one thing that you've been learning or are wanting to learn um, <laughs> that's it could have been. It could have, so it could be something exciting that you could always have learned in Nigeria, but it's it's here that you've decided. Okay, I really want to take this thing, you know, as something to get better at. So it doesn't have to be something limited to here, but as long as it's something that
1: was triggered by being here. If you get what I mean. As I got to this country, the thing, that, um, which is what I've always believed in, is to live a full life. Like it's always been on my mind to live a full life, whatever. You can do do it whatever skill you have no matter how little it is explore it that's how i've always been but you see it, it's so important that i never really did them when i was in nigeria because of course there was no space there was no work i mean what was hard you know money was involved with it, being, being able to do some of these things so here i have done every possible thing i played lawn tennis I play football. Now I play football at night, nine p.m. That's when our football starts. Okay, so I've been playing football. I've been playing lawn tennis. I've been doing the long advantage more of having now. flood. I said the advantage it, um, of having floodlights.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: I mean having sunlight. No, it's just it's sunlight. sunlight. Oh,
0: no sunlight oh, right. like long t- Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, no, no. Not but that now. About, I know I know I know friends who play in, in in pitches where there's actual floodlights. Yeah, we have floodlights. So they can play yes, to where like it
1: not Which in Nigeria would I be played of we started each playing, each playing for football. obvious reasons. I started playing football during I started playing football during the fall. And of course it used to get I mean it's dark by four thirty PM and then we will still go and play football from from that time and we have floodlights definitely. So I've been playing football, I've been doing lawn tennis. I have been painting. Painting,
0: oh, I've seen that. Yeah.
2: Oh. <laughs> we need, we need, we need pictures of that to put on. The, yeah. Uh, can you send uh, you a picture notes, of? Yeah. Please. On the
0: show
2: notes. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'll where and where people can buy them? Painting. If you're if you're
1: selling them.
0: Oh, is it painting with it? Do you sip and paint? Or oh, this is just you know freestyle.
1: No, I'm just free, just freestyle, just nice. painting. I mean, I know you, you are. Take going co- do you, or, so you do you take do you take commissions? Time. <laughs> I'm saying, I have not started monetizing and my some, paintings and yet someone
2: commissioned yes. you oh Harry I'd like you to please paint X <laughs> <laughs> I do not do live I don't, I don't do, human, do human
1: portraits nope no, no no like not live I'm not,
2: portraits that, I'm just saying like that. commission like I have a friend who used to do landscapes of Edinburgh when we are in Edinburgh she would <laughs> do landscapes for people but she will do it on commission. So um, she would paint for herself, but she would also paint. I have, I have. am you know, not yet at that
3: level. To
1: I'm not at that so grade sweet. yet. Thank you. <laughs> so yes, I've been playing back. To, I've, been, I've been doing that. I have been doing my writings more now. Um, I've been doing my photography. I mean, I'd never, be, I always thought I was a photographer. I'd love to do photography, but I started doing a lot of that photography here because I've got very wonderful landscapes. I've got very beautiful sun, I mean, mornings, you Know and, and winter, summer, you know, spring, fall. Every time I see, and I have an eye for, for pictures, so most of the time, especially before I started driving, which is the downside of being able to drive. Before now, sorry, if just a second, it, it, Tolani, eat your heart out.
0: And <laughs> <laughs> I, I, hey, why did I have some pressure that trigger what you didn't Harry, see the Harry way my mood just changed? Harry, iPhone is
2: gone.
0: <laughs> You're a Samsung person. How, have, how do you have iPhone? You're a Samsung person. You cannot save God. You don't have an iPhone, iPhone. You phone. said you. You
1: said iPhone. iPhone phone. My phone. iPhone. Can. You not use iPhone?
0: Oh. I use an iPhone. I an iPhone. I am in there, please. please. Don't trigger me. Ah, no.
1: Thank you. No, 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 like no, no, please,
0: no. no,
3: please, please, no, 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 no. God, is going to The auto confusion. No. I, my, ah, pictures there,
1: be- my, my pictures are way better than iPhone pictures. My my Samsung pictures. My Samsung pictures are way better than anyone taken by iPhones. Even the iPhone 13. I've tried my Samsung 20 S20 against the iPhone 13. I'm sorry, i mean... I mean, I'm really not this. So I'm
0: denying. in denial. I shall tolerate. I
1: shall. I shall tolerate this. because no. <laughs> I'm a denial. Internet
0: and iPhone. Those are the two big flaws. i mean, really has that is impeding our friendship being, you know, better. Oh, keep
1: praying, and lastly, I've, tried, I've, I've tried my hand at golf as well. I've tried my hand at golf, I've done golf, so All right. it's just about it feels you. like you're retiring. No, so, I'm there, no, see ideas for you. No, no, so, tell me, so the thing is, the thing is, just like I said, I feel that humanity, um, you know, being alive is about experiences, it's about exposure to things. And if you are going to be someone who will say, You have looked, you can say, I have lived a full life. It means that you have really put your hands in a lot of things. You have, you know, you have interacted, you have joined committees, you have held leadership positions, you know, you have done sports, you have done adventures, you have done, you know, high risk, you know, maybe like skydiving or bungee jumping. You have gone, you know, scuba diving. It's about you living the life for you to be able to know where your flair is, for you to be able to discover, because I feel that you know the people who have invented stuff a lot of that is not directly from the from the knowledge of that science or where they are it's about all the different knowledge that you have picked up from probably cooking or from adventure or from leadership positions those things add to your body of knowledge and somehow it just cooks inside you you know you need just like when you need you know you don't you don't eat protein and say i want this amino acid to go and 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 join another amino acid to produce a muscle in me you just eat you just put them in. Just put them in. What happens is your body takes them, finds out which amino acid needs to go with another amino acid, and eventually it produces a muscle for you, or it produces a, a cell for the tongue, or you've it produces lost, a you've neuron. Lost
0: half of our audience with these amino acid, just mentioned. That. What so did, did, so so what so so I'm saying is that science.
1: the nutrients you eat, the nutrients you eat go, they go as hormones and they get digested, yeah. and the body decides how yeah. to put them together to you know form whether it's a muscle you need or it's a tissue you need the same way all the experiences you bring and put to your heart into your life have a bearing on your eventual production what you who you are what expected to life is and stuff like that so i i involve myself in every and anything you know i've tried to learn a language that's the one i've not really done very well um my son has taken over my Spanish Duolingo. You and so, me both. And we are yeah, shut out. So, Tolani, so I am so impressed about your Korean. Like, there's a language like, going. How, how could, you, you could have picked a harder language as far as I'm concerned? I mean with symbols talking. I mean even alphabet is a symbols symbol. but yeah our oh, yes. characters so, is shaking her head in
2: her head and speak at the moment
0: she's she basking she's from basking from in, her, in, her, her in her pride <laughs> her she's she's bumping name. her head give like those
2: to little year. things you know you know those figurines the
0: hula the on
1: the dashboards on the cars right?
0: with dust everywhere I mean, um, and I guess even though when I was talking, um, Harry, by the way, that was a very robust response, and thanks for reminding us of the simpler pleasures of life. I know when I, first of all, talked about things we've lost, moving from Nigeria to the US, to the UK, I think some of the things, you've talked about some of the things you've gained as well, and I think the vast difference is how a lot of us back home in Nigeria were in survival mode, so rest is, a, is like a luxury, because if you don't work, you don't literally eat. You
3: and I paid, um yeah.
0: we don't get paid, and and I know in the UK, for example, you are forced to rest because you have to use up your vacation days, right? Like here in the US, US yes. where it's ultra-capitalistic. And um, But I guess the honors is on us to really, wherever you might be, you know, find a way to rest. Now, I'm going to shift the gear of the conversation a little bit, which is something that, you know, I have to do. If I don't do it, who will? Will be, you're, you're, you're super accomplished, you know, a medic, a father, a, a husband, and your leadership super roles. accomplished? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, let's touch your horns, okay. We can touch your horn. Um, I've served on, <laughs> I've served on a, a couple of missionary. I think our trip to Sierra Leone was really. I said that was like a pivotal moment in our friendship. Oh yes, could really, oh lovely. I currently, really... you know, from Koindu mm. and Moyamba and all that. Um, I so I want to ask, I want to ask you this unpopular question. Um, on on the outside, your your I mean I think you also your height also gives you that presence that opens the room and you have that commanding presence even without even saying something the look on your face, your welcoming look all those are really good attributes to have but um, along, along the issues of just flaws, what are some of the things you're struggling with if you're able to share because anyone looking at your flyer your picture on the mm-hmm. flyer, they already see all these things and the glowing accomplishments how do you stay humble, like mm-hmm. how can we what are some things that will make us not get so green with envy when it comes to you know, thinking about Harry? oh my gosh the Harry. does mm-hmm. that make sense?
1: I I have I can start reading them off, you know, like that, you know. Please one, do so we can have something
0: to I, talk about when well, you're yeah, not there. Thank you.
1: <laughs> so, um, I think the most important one right now, and I have had um, a running battle with it over and I start and stop is procrastination. Mm. Oh gosh, I yeah, procrastinating. I I I am like I feel like I've become master's level procrastinator and then and, and so i need to have prompts that that help me move from from this level and get to the next thing i i, I procrastinate a lot and last year i thought i'd overcome it because i started you know i started doing things on at, at, in time you know I, I had a calendar i started putting everything on my calendar and it really helped me so every time i have i have to call someone i put it I put a calendar put it on my calendar and put a time to it so i'll get an alarm to do it and i and you know But I've kind of fallen off that wagon now. So that's, that's one procrastinate a lot. Number two is I am not, I don't, I don't really take very good care of my, of my pennies. If I can put it that way, that's the other thing, you know, um, you know, you know, if you take care of your penny, your pounds, will take it themselves or you mean cents and dollars, whatever it is that you say, I am not very, I don't, I don't look after my money in that sense. I'm not, I just, I, I'm I've not i've not i've not done any any financial you know like you know go after these finance things you know looking at how much i have how can i get more more money and stuff like that i i just kind of just you know yeah yeah it's all right i just work i feel i'm just someone who just works just work make money provide a service and just pay me and that's it i'm not i don't why are you laughing What's funny now? I'm telling you, like this is a flow. Don't no, low. It's horrible. no, 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 no. About it. i If I tell you, I'm laughing. It's
3: to be silly. It's to be silly. Sorry.
2: I'm going to say the... it. You have we to say it.
3: We're gonna take it yes. off. But because you have know, you know, Anya,
2: when you said you're not taking care of your pennies, it sounded like
3: something. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh my god oh god and I knew
2: <laughs> I knew not, o- I, not only did I hear that and I knew what you meant but I knew what she sounded like and I knew Talali was thinking the exact same thing and then
0: <laughs> I'm like Harry I know you should share but don't scare us <laughs> I'm like no, it oh can't gosh. be that cause Harry will oh not be talking about that here so that's why I was dying. Also, Sorry. it's a
2: very different. It's a very different message.
0: And then, plus, of oh, course, course, it makes sense because you can. It's a very like, kind different kind of flow. <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> like this is deep. I know it's that you stay to share, but that's really deep. Like, oh god, <laughs> oh no,
3: no. Let's come back to the line.
0: Please. I know, I know. I, I mean, I knew it wasn't what you were right. talking about, but. <laughs> ah.
2: Okay. So to be clear, yeah, we yeah, knew exactly, exactly, exactly what you were talking about.
0: It's it just like a... the
2: possibility of what else it could have oh. been was just hilarious oh, to gosh. pass off.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gosh, it is, yeah. Now I see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> and and the same yeah. pounds, <laughs> same <saying laughs> pounds
0: after a wasn't even helpful. I'm like, okay, yeah. But anyway, it's <laughs> like, I need Jesus to That's just the moral of his story.
3: <laughs> yeah, okay, Yes
1: all of this with story. we're, we're,
0: we're uh, listening to you like
2: about li- you know we're listening to you honestly we just really yeah, yeah 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 but i mean i was like hold we, we couldn't hold this <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah so i think so those are the, i think those are really the major ones it's about mm. yeah those those you know being um, um procrastinating was very important and then watching my finance really, you know, is something that I need to really pay a lot of attention to. Um, I just, I just work and, you know, and and my wife is very into, you know, make small money. I I almost said the same, you know, but yeah, make small money and, you know, turn it over. You know, I I mean, I don't, I, I have, I want to make big money at once, all right. And I feel that it's just, I just want to provide a service because I can't start, making cobble 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 you know save this cobble save that cobble save that couple I don't I don't I don't do that you know so but I think I need to pay more attention to that. Um what else? Um yeah I think those are the major ones. There are a few other here and there you know things you know that I can say you know but that that's that's the ones that really come to mind big time. And I feel that those are the things I really need to work on at this time.
0: I mean, that's that's very humbling. Um, I try being very open about things you're going through. And like you, I think what's really helped me personally is, you know, being married to someone like Taiwo, he's very money conscious. I mean, I don't I, I would never go in, in debt and borrow against what I'm meaning, but saving and the future, I know that was always like a remote concept to yeah. me. And I think one of the things I I wanted to say about that is even though we're not quite good at this, you can also supplement it. So we have a financial advisor who helps, you know, with our portfolio and all that. So you can always outsource those kind of things out because you know that money as a Christian is very important because we're supposed to be steward and, you know, use that wisely. So all I'm just saying is that even though you don't have it, don't. it's okay to be able to acknowledge that deficiency as it were, but you can definitely supplement that and go from there, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think I really needed my advisor. So yeah, because I mean I wouldn't borrow, but just saving and yeah, and yeah. you know planning for the future that that I've not really caught on with, and I feel yeah. that you know I need to really I need help in that in that regard particularly. I, and
0: financially, I, well, yeah, I, I just want to say with. Sorry, hold on quickly. Yeah, in a new system that is different. It's a different you know system you're working with. UK system. You have to think about the future of your kids. It's not back home where you you're can definitely... get by with so many things, right? So it's more important.
2: Yeah. Yeah, very. Yeah, and I was just going to say that I think one thing that a lot of Nigerians, um, actually not just Nigerians, a lot of people from non-Western countries um, struggle with is is the you know the whole thing about credit and credit scores and all this okay. stuff. Um, and I and I and I think we have an aversion to to the idea of debt. And one of the things that it takes a while to learn is is learning to use debt smartly. Mm-hmm. Um, because actually, that it, it burns you when you don't do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So But I mean, that's that, that's a whole other conversation. Uh, um, you know, I checked my yeah, credit score and, it, with with and to- I was
1: surprised. I, I saw my credit score and I'm like, yeah. wow. Is like, that a surprise really or nice. bad like, surprise? Oh, okay, okay. Like, like, no, no surprise. Like, amazing surprise. I thought, I thought my credit score was gonna be like, like down in the baskets, but no, it was. Yeah. And I'm like, good for you. Yeah, it's it's. Yeah, well, I'm like that's it's just credit score. I, I want yeah. more money in my account, not just that's
0: credit social. Score. But that credit score, that's well, social credit, like right there, something. But but yeah, that's, yeah, that it's that it's credit it's score
2: important. matters to everything else. Exactly. It Matters yeah. to everything else.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, it yeah. does. Yeah. yeah, really. You know, so yeah, and and with regards to procrastination thing, I think that's, I think that's always going to be a challenge. Um, and and, and maybe this this always. brings us back to the whole, the, the whole thing of time because. Something, something I've been thinking a lot about is, so for, so for me, one thing, one thing I try to keep in mind is that actually, or a way I try to think about things is that instead of looking at things as this is good and this is bad, I like to look at things more from what are the strengths and weaknesses of this and what are the strengths and weaknesses of this other thing. Because yeah. I think that's more nuanced than just good, bad, which is so simplistic and not really true to reality. Because the reality is that things are complex. Um, and for me, one of those things has to do with time and with the question of, of, you know, the flexibility with which we approach time in, in our cultures, right? And then the strictness, the rigidity with which time is approached in Western cultures. Yeah. And again, I think there's a tendency for a lot of Nigerians to think, oh, this is good. I mean, Everything is punctual. And like, yeah, the rigidity is good. And I'm like, no, it's just a way. And instead of seeing it as this is good and this is bad, more like actually the flexibility has its place, the and rigidity has its place. And then, you know, and and for me, and all of this comes back to the point of procrastination because you know for me it's a question of because the thing about flexibility is that actually the reason why it's flexible time matters yeah. is because of relationships. You cannot run relationships on rigid time.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: You cannot run relationships on efficiency. Efficiency and growth are mutually exclusive. Do you see what I mean? Like, if you're going to maximize growth, yeah. you cannot maximize efficiency. You know, if you want, if you want your child to learn things, you're going to have to be content with them being done badly for a while. <laughs> Until, yeah. you know, if you just say, well, no, it needs to be done perfectly, then they'll never learn it because they're just going to do it. You know, that sort of thing. So yeah, yeah. I, think, I think with regards to procrastination, I think something is worth, that's worth thinking about is, when is this procrastination and when is this me trying to fit everything into rigid time? Because actually, I think sometimes, some of what we think of as procrastination is actually, no, actually, it's because I'm trying to fit into rigid time. And maybe some of this stuff
1: should not be just put in need rigid to,
2: times. Should not yeah. be put in rigid time. I need to be more flexible with it.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. And I guess, and in addition to what he said about, just, I think being a man of varied interests, you might tend to want to spend more time on things that because you have so many things you're doing right and but time is such a a finite concept 24 hours in a day how do you fit all of that in so I guess giving more grace to yourself and understanding that you know it's a different culture but having fun as you go along the way in any event, Harry, we can actually keep talking to you. I've actually the laugh I had today I actually fell on my chair. Just laughing, the next minute I've not had that. I've never had to leave my chair while I was recording. And Thank you for the memory. To and not you know use that it's a.
3: Anymore. I know,
0: I know. I, I, you know it's a great episode when we didn't. see that question. word,
1: that plural, that plural, never. <laughs>
0: Like what, I said, it says, says it um, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look
1: at this. I can stay with the
3: singular. Now, maybe, maybe emphasize like
0: changes. penis. I should start even talking about that because it's actually sounding. Like <laughs> it. Anyways, you <laughs> know, you know, I know the words. Yeah, I was like, no, no emphasis, says, Um well, I mean, <laughs> to be fair, one, sound. one, one has an
2: one has an s sound, and one has a z sound. If, if, you, so that's
0: Except via you are yeah, penis, penis, penis. And then penis. it's you know,
2: the other one is I w- I would call it
1: penis, not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the way we pronounce it in Nigeria, it's it's, it's that's that's the way it sounds. The real yes, pronunciation is yeah, it's it actually yeah, penis. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Why you
0: guys so, not saying the word? Of... Doctors just
1: use the P word.
0: <laughs> Anyways, why are you skirting around the issue? No pun intended i was saying Actually, that like this, you know, epi- this
2: episode will have to be marked as explicit now as
0: a right <laughs> i've never had to use it e. okay i've used it e twice but it's just as well Rated right pg um but i was saying that you know it's a good episode when like not like good i was coming in confidently because i um, no, it's harry right but we didn't send you questions beforehand and it just shows how really comfortable no, no, no. we are talking to you because usually when we have new guests that we haven't like really gotten to know very well we need to help them because they don't they're like oh you're gonna be asking me but i want to just thank you for Even coming in bravely, given it was your first time. But thank you. This was really fun. Just hearing about your life, your move, um, things you're currently working on, and your emphasis on community and even practical tips on how to be very intentional about engaging people and showing that hand of friendship first. And um, reminding us that it's never too late to start building new roots and, you know, forming new patterns. And then finally, about some of the things you're learn golf to learn golf, right? Or dodgeball, yeah. as it were. Yeah. Just want to say thank you. This has been a... I, I, I didn't expect anything short of what we've had so far, but it really blew my mind, just the ease of talking to you. It was almost like we've been talking for the past how many years, but just want to say thank you so true, much. Briefly. True, true. It's really been fun having you on the show.
1: Absolutely. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Um, I hope it was worth it eventually, because uh, I mean, I, I didn't know what to expect, but then I knew that it was Ayomide and more. I mean, look... Yeah. Given, I mean, your time, ran, that... given your first time, how was it?
0: Giving your first time, how was it? I remember mean, you laughing. <laughs> I remember mean, you laughing. I remember that. I remember you Sorry, go ahead.
1: I think it's because I already have a relationship with you guys already. I knew yeah. I knew you yeah. before now. So I mean if I have yeah. if, if it's if the hosts are different, like I didn't know them before i I'll be trying to see where they're coming from, you know, when I'm trying to answer, but because you already know my background, you know who yeah. I am, you know, how we yeah. and then we've talked and I it I was we know you we know, in, we know it's you know are a very out. good first time and, and um <laughs> so I'm 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 grateful for the opportunity. Thank you very much for inviting me to your show and I Thank really had for fun coming. and yes. talking about this. I mean things I've talked about now. Are, I've not really articulated them before now, but, but you yes. did
0: so well. I mean, I mean, it's Harry, of course. Well, guys, this was the episode with you know Doctor Harry Olamiju and myself, your media as well. We just want to say thank you for catching this episode. Don't forget to check previous episodes of the podcast. And if there are more ways you like you like for us to support you on the show by exploring topics or suggested guests, um, reach out to us on e- via email, talk to at dot com or on our Instagram page, the morecable podcast. Well, this has been more and... I am a day. And <laughs> catch you guys on another episode of the possible <laughs> Podcast. Harry, this was fun. We'll let you know when thank the episode you. comes thank out. Thank you, everyone.
3: Thank you.
0: And have yourself a great week.
3: All right. You, thank you very this much. Thank fun, you. Man. All right.
0: Bye. Yes. Yeah, I, I know
3: it's almost midnight. Nice. so much, you,
2: you need to go.
0: Yes. Yeah, going to take care of your five-month-old baby.
2: Yes. Mm. They've been waiting for me now. Oh,
0: it's five, sorry.
2: it's five months and a day almost now.
0: That's true. To tell them. Yeah.
1: To tell them about my my show, the show I've attended. Oh, okay.
0: Thank you. Thank you. That's that's really nice. All right.
1: Thank you very much. All All right. right. Take care. Yeah. Cheers. Bye
3: -bye. Bye Bye. Bye.